I have no idea why I wasn't able to hear the intro, but fuck it. <laughs> we in there. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly A. Louis Sports Podcast. This is episode 303 for the week of September 3rd, 2023. I didn't even realize that was that many threes until that happened. Um, the title of this week's episode is The Craziest Tournament Ever, HCS Fort Worth Major Post Show. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man who is not here in person, so I can phase through him. Ooh. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this uh, Labor Day Monday evening? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I am doing well. I'm tired, but I'm doing well as well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Shio asks, hey, where's the ProTalk logo? It's in the bottom corner. It's in the bottom corner. We, we changed up the set, Shio. When was the last time you were here? We've had this fucking there for a while. Where have you been? Been a while. Since I've been. Will wasn't real all along. Yeah, yeah. He's he's always. <laughs> yep. Might have missed a few as you can tell. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we got we got a lot to talk about this episode of the show, obviously. It's kind of a given at this point. Um, Will. Do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? What do we got? We have our HCS Fort Worth major post show because that's kind of, it's kind of obvious. I mean, uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I no, I'm not hungry. I literally just ate before I got down here. So, um, or for says, love how Will's mic is still pointed his chair. Yep. That was deliberate. That was deliberate. I, I did that on purpose. It's to, it's to try to make it feel as though he's been, he's here the whole time. That's, that's the whole point. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, okay. So without further ado, Will, I guess let's get into some competitive news. We have one thing for you. Complexity and HCS merch is available right now. As a matter of fact, this is by Complexity. And a new limited edition HCS designs featuring red versus blue Spartans with uh, Dia de los Muertos themes are available in their shop at shop.complexity.gg. They are available right now. If you were at Fort Worth, you would have the opportunity to buy them there as well. But thankfully, Complexity made them available online. And uh, I bought one of everything, Will. Of I'm, course you did. I did. Of course you did. I did. Um, I guess this. I'm surprised you didn't put in the uh, straight ripping and SSG hoodie as well. Went live over the weekend because I uh, I didn't know if it was deliberate or not. I just spilled on myself. Oh gosh! Luckily you can't see that, it. But do I you just have that giant mug. No, I have a fucking. Oh. I have a fresca. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm a fucking fresca. John says Sorry, we all saw that. Hot. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. Akuz says Josh is wet six minutes in. Bro needs to chill. Ooh. You know, no chill. I literally just spill it myself. This episode's going to be amazing. It's, it's starting it off hot. You know what, though? It was like almost 100 degrees outside today. So fuck it. If I get a yeah. little, if I get a little cooled down by some fresca, I'll, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm chilling. Josh is firm and wet. I am firm and wet. What's up, John? Welcome back. Master Chief, or, uh, it was the tournament of Trippy. It, Trippy had a phenomenal event. Optic. 
had a phenomenal event, and we will talk about that later on as well. But yes, Will, you are right as well. Um, if it ha- if it's not gone, like if the link still works, because like I said, they didn't tweet about it or anything, so I don't know if it was deliberate, but um, the space station and straight rip and hoodie pre-order did go live over the week, excuse me, over the weekend. So go to the space station shop online and uh, see if it's still there. Like I said, it went live over the weekend. I don't know if it was intentional or not because they haven't tweeted it out to my knowledge, but uh, it's uh, it's there, maybe. So go check that out. And that's it for the competitive news. Which means it's time for Rostermania! Will. Yeah. What was the Rostermania that happened? One piece of news for Rostermania this week, and it's kind of one that I was surprised by. Ogre One departs from Native Gaming, and he put out there, I guess it's a good time to announce I'm no longer working with Native Gaming. Still love those guys and wish them the best. If any other teams or orgs are looking to bring on management, analysts, content, please feel free to reach out. So if anyone's looking for that, go hit up Ogre One. Go hit them up. And then an update on the hoodie. Uh, John says the hoodie is plastered on the shop main page. There you go. So that's fucking awesome. Your link didn't auto-delete. I don't see it in chat, so I think it did. Um, I am Datto and... uh, Oh, God. Fucking A. I'm just going to say blue. Blue! (laughs) Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Hope you guys are having a great night. Yeah. Shop.spacestation.com the hoodie is live. I will put it in the show notes. So, um, don't worry about that. I will put it in. Actually, I'm going to fucking, I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. Space station.com. Hold on. I am doing the thing. Shop. It's shop space station.com. Oh, it's bleed blue. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes, the SSG and straight ripping hoodie, the pre-order is available right now. I'm adding it to the show notes. Right now. Boom. And if folks will reload, they should be there. Already got my pre-order in. Fuck yeah, Riz. Fuck yeah, Riz. Very nice. Let's get it. All right. Fox with the biddy. Thank you very much for the biddy. Appreciate that as well. Will, thank you for reading through Rostermania. Now it would be time for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobComedy.com. Check out NoobComedy.com for all your Hey Louis sports needs. Um, and I almost said we didn't have anything, but we actually do. We have on Sunday, September 10th, the We Love BTB Open Cup number two is uh, taking place. So there's that. Enjoy. That's it. For upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobComba.com. Check out NoobComba.com for all your Hey Louise sports needs. Justin, I think there is only one size, so I apologize and know that you will get one at Worlds anyway, so don't worry about it. But yes, uh, Justin brings up a good point too. If you want any of the Fort Worth merch um, from our Fort Worth merch drop, uh, it is still live right now. It will be taken offline tomorrow at noon. 
So Tuesday at noon central is when our HCS uh, Fort Worth merch drop will end. So if you ever want any of that, um, go ahead and check it out. I will say this. If you miss out, don't worry. I think our world stuff is like the best that we're coming out with. So you can stay tuned for that. And we will be making it early. Well, we'll be making it available early for everybody. Um, patrons will have it even earlier, but we want to uh, allow for the possibility of people to be able to get it ahead of worlds. So like they can wear it two worlds if they want to, so on and so forth. So stay tuned for that. We'll obviously plaster that on socials and all that. So Woger, thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show. Appreciate that. Danny says, I just had to tune in for a minute with the habitual bit hashtag bits by bit or bit by bit. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Shut up. I Jesus Christ. We don't have a fucking subscription service. Um, <laughs> God damn it. What's up, Ronan? Welcome back. So yeah, there you go. That's it for upcoming tournaments along with a shameless plug. Enjoy that. Will. What? I'd ask for the tournament league recaps. Of the week, but we don't fucking have anything because instead we have our topic of the week, which is our HCS Fort Worth major post show. You ready to break this shit down, Will? Let's get into it, man. Okay, so we're gonna start with pool play. Well, actually, let's let's before we even get into that shit, let's just open it up by saying this. This was, I think, inarguably the craziest tournament that we've ever had obviously with an infinite, but I also want to say overall, this, this is absolutely up there from start to finish. Like open bracket was a slaughter pool play. Some things you just couldn't predict. Like the bracket was weird. Like you had, you had two teams, you had two teams that have placed top three in the last couple events fighting for top eight in this bracket. We don't fucking like, it's, it's crazy. It, this, this was crazy. Absolutely crazy. What's up, Bloodlust? Welcome back. So. We're going to break things down. We'll start with pool play, and then we'll work our way through the bracket as well. In pool A, I want to start with pool A, and we'll obviously chime in with, any, with anything and everything you have, okay? Okay. In pool A, I want to start with two series here, both including Navi. One against Cloud9, one against LVT. LVT making it through open bracket into the champ bracket. Cloud nine being there because they were just there because of points. Okay. Navi against cloud nine. Navi jump out of the gate swinging, proving that they put the work in since the last event. Cloud nine didn't stand a chance in the series. Navi sweep them. Now again, this is only pool play, so keep that in mind. This is only pools, but a sweep is a sweep nonetheless. But they didn't stop there because when LVT came out of the open bracket, got their place in the pool, 
Cole Ganley, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Navi went up against LVT in the pool. And like Cloud9 before, LVT just were not able to get anything going this series. Navi sweep yet again. Navi, not only did they win two series in the pool, which this is going to sound awful, but they rarely do that. So not only did they win two series in their pool, they swept them. And the other series we need to talk about is LVT going up against SSG. The only game in the series that wasn't relatively close was the game three oddball on streets where the SSG took that win. Every other game could have come down to a single play swinging momentum between the teams, all culminating in a 50 to 48 stunner of a slayer on solitude where SSG were down by as many as eight kills in the early game, but are somehow able to bring it back and fight for the win. SSG on the back foot needs six kills to even bring the game back into a tie being down 42 to 48 LVT only needing two to win the game. LVT do manage to get one kill off a botched push into the SSG players in Plaza. SSG now trailing three, 49 to 46. King J gets taken out with Sniper at Hotel, 49 to 47. Sab get taken out from Lift, 49 48. But then Bound proceeds to get body shotted with the Sniper from Top Gold and has to immediately retreat towards LR from Plaza. Sab is waiting at the cross and is able to clean up the kill for LVT to win the game 50-48 to in the series 3-2. TGE Sticks, TJE Sticks, I apologize. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Guys, I want you to do something for me. Everybody watching, listening, those that are in chat, I want you to do something for me right now. I want you to keep that Solitude Slayer in the back of your mind. That one may come back to haunt SSG. Just maybe. Thank you so much, Norn. Appreciate you greatly. You're amazing. Will, is there anything you want to talk about with Pool A before we continue? No. Um, with the, it's crazy the way the tiebreakers work, how uh, Navi ended up on top of that pool. Something completely unexpected. Yes. And um, how LVT then fall into third. So either way, if LVT wins or loses that game against SSG, they're still in third place. LVT basically secured Navi first place in that pool by winning that series. Yes. So again, for what Will's talking about right now, for people who don't understand... In a shocker, in a shocking, tie-breaking thing that happened, Navi somehow, some way, defied all expectations of that team. And remember how I told you that they swept two series in their pool? They won their pool. They won it. And I swear to God that that was just one. That was just one 
of the crazy fucking things that happened this event. And that was just in pool play. Fucking insane. So congratulations on Navi winning first in their pool. Which would also mean that SSG would get second due to the tiebreaker. LVT would get third tied uh, due to the tiebreaker. And C9 didn't win a single series. They get fourth in the pool. But because of the Fort Worth format, all four teams in each pool will move on. The last place team in the pool does not get eliminated. Pools, that's a different story. But at least for Fort Worth, there you go. And the way it works is, just for people to understand, the first place team in each pool will get a first round bye. Okay? Second place team in each pool starts uh, winners round one. Right, Will? I think. First place in the pool? First place in the pool gets a first round bye. Yes, then second was winners round one. Yep. Third, also winners round one. And then fourth was losers round one. There it is. Thank you. Riz, yeah. I think the first round by hurt some teams. Uh, it hurt literally like almost all of them. We'll talk about that. What's up, play Pat? Welcome back. Let's go to pool B. In pool B. Let's talk about Sentinels versus Complexity. While I think we can all agree that we believe Sentinels to be the overall better team than Complexity at this time, this series still had a storyline behind it considering the split between the former duo of Spartan and King Nick. Spartan gets the last laugh in this series as Sentinels take out Complexity in another 3-0 sweep. And from Spartan on Twitter, he said, something, something, I peaked on E-United, something, something, I'm Nick's dad, and he ain't shit without me. So, there you go. I will say this, though. Looking at the stats, although stats, again, for those who don't know, stats don't always matter. Like, stats aren't everything. Um, Nick was easily the best player on his team throughout that entire series. Like it, it was, it was not even a question. Like you go, if you go look at Halo Data Hive and you go look at that series, like Nick was head and shoulders above the rest of his team. That series. Um, Felonis, does the FFA need qualifying points in order to play in the FFA this coming up? Worlds? No, I don't think so. I think it was just um the top six from Fort Worth, uh, got travel coverage covered for Worlds. So like they HCS will pay for their travel to go to worlds that for the top six in the FFA at Fort Worth. But I don't think you need to qualify for worlds FFA. I think you can just sign up and compete. I think don't quote me on that. It might, it might be listed on waypoint. It might be genuinely listed on waypoint. So I'm sorry. I don't have the information for you right now. And then the other one I wanted to talk about was native white going up against complexity. While this was closer than the Complexity Sentinel series, this still goes the way of a sweep by way of Native White having to fight their way through the open bracket to get to this point. So Native White making a statement come out out of open bracket. They 3-0 sweep Complexity. You like to see it. That's all I really got. Anything you want to talk about with Pool B, Will? No, everything else kind of went as expected. Yes. So let's just go through the standings real quick. In Pool B, Sentinel's 3-0. 
so they were top of their pool. Native White went two and one, getting second in the pool. Complexity going one and two, getting third in their pool. And Impact going 0 and three, taking last in their pool. Let's go to pool C. Shopify going up against Native Red. While the series is a close one, it's Shopify taking the Native Red squad off guard and taking the series three to one. Shopify having, again, to have to come through open bracket here. They are the open bracket team that makes it into the pool. Um, and yeah, they just fucking, they just beat Native Red. Wasn't necessarily expecting it, but then again, with a Ryan Newblood team, you never know what to expect. So, but the big one was FaZe going up against Shopify. Where if Shopify proved anything this event they prove that they have what it takes to make a fight for higher placings i personally i'm not gonna go out on a limb and say top four that's just me ryan noob i know i'm sorry but you see to do you guys need to do just a little bit more for me to have that confidence to put you in a top four placing you guys are great don't get me wrong but i just need to see a little bit more um But for all intents and purposes, Shopify had a real opportunity to win this series via a very close King of the Hill on recharge where FaZe ended up winning 3-2 with Shopify not being able to rush into the hill in the last seconds. FaZe closed out the series in the Slayer, winning 50-44. Anything you want to say for Pool C, Will? No, that's... You're hitting the highlights that I I had as well, so all all good. Well, let's go through the standings again. And FaZe with 3-0 taking top in their pool. Shopify Rebellion going 2-1 and one, taking second in their pool over Native Red going 1-2 and two, and Alpha Esports 0-3. Last place teams are going as predicted so far. Let's go to Pool D. Quadrant against Optic. Quadrant get back into a hot start and pull play against Optic, showing that two things can be true. That Quadrant continues to be a good matchup against Optic, and that Optic doesn't necessarily play the best during pool play. I think that's kind of a known quantity at this point. Quadrant 3-0 sweep. Optic Gaming. And then Optic go up against G1. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. G1. They are the team that makes it out of open bracket this time. Like the previous series, but this time with G1 bringing Optic to a game five. But the key differentiator here is that Optic blow out G1 in both Slayers. Like they fucking, they annihilate them in both Slayers. It wasn't even close. What's up, King J? Big fan of you. Big fan of you. Congratulations on qualifying for Worlds. Can't wait to see you there. Anything you want to talk about with Pool D, Will? Nope, that's about it. All right. In Pool D, we had Quadrant going 3-0 and o to take first place in the pool. I did not see that one coming. Optic went 2-1. and one. They take second in the pool. G1 coming from open bracket, go 1-2 and two in their pool, taking third. And mo- oh, my God, I can do the thing now. And the Any last... What? Go for it. In last place in the pool, in fourth place, going 0-3 is... Are you ready? (laughs) It's mind-free. Are you ready? (laughs) 
Thank you so much, all in one, for making me that fucking soundbite. I've wanted to do that for so fucking long. So long! And now I finally get to do it. Are you ready? <laughs> so happy right now. All right. So let's uh let's go through our prediction results here. Let's just say that pool play we probably had the best predictions out of everything. Our bracket this was horrible. Our bracket our was so man. fucked. Our bracket was so fucked. So in fourth place, well, actually, let's just do this. So, Will, you got all of pool A wrong. I only yeah. got I only got Cloud9 right. I only got cloud nine right taking last in the pool because fuck yeah um so there's that no obviously i didn't jay obviously i didn't i like like uh i said it over the weekend jay is that anybody i swear to god anybody that had um the top four the way that the top four actually played out like anybody that predicted that to be correct is wrong. Like there's no one did that. There's, there can't, I'm guaranteed nobody fucking predicted the top four is what they would be for this event. No shot. No fucking shot. So, I mean, we, we did have LVT second in this pool for our prediction. We did. Second. We did have, yep. We did have LVT taking second in the pool. So Jay, that's on you. You fucked up. Okay. You fucked up. It's all on you. All right. God damn. We had faith and then you had to go and fucking beat SSG. Oh, Omerta, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Jesus. Deceive, welcome back as well. All right. So there's that. In pool B, we both had impact taking fourth, that which was which was correct, and sentinels taking first, which was also correct, but we just had complexity and native white switched. So there we we had native white taking second, they took third. We had complexity taking third, they took second. Excuse me. In pool C, we both had Alpha Esports correct in getting fourth, because who would have guessed that? Sorry, not sorry. Um, we both had Native Gaming Red taking second, but they actually took third. Um, and then we actually had we had Shopify taking third, but they actually took second. And then we both had FaZe taking first, so we both got that one as well. And then in Pool D, we both got... Oh, no. Correct. <laughs> taking fourth. <laughs> yes! We both had uh, G1... Well, we both had the open bracket team, whatever it was going to be, taking third in this pool, and it was G1, so we were correct on that. Um, we had Quadrant taking second, but they actually took first, and we had Optic Gaming taking second. Uh, we had Optic Gaming taking first, but they actually took second. So we got those two wrong. There's that. Josh has too much power without Will to press the buttons. Oh, man. All weekend, I was just pressing the Mind Freak button because I was so happy that it exists. I'm so happy. So, yeah, there you go. We uh we we failed at predicting pool play at the very least. But let's get into bracket play. First series I want to talk about here, not really much to talk about, just I wanted to highlight it, really. Is a winner's round one, native red went up against native white. 
because of fucking course they have to go against each other right away in the tournament because why the fuck not? What's up, Brooks? Welcome back. That's Taylor Swift, by the way. Welcome back. Yo, how about that 1989 Taylor's version announcement? Am I right, though? I'm fucking stoked, baby. All right. Sorry about the Taylor Swift talk. Let's talk about champ bracket. Winners round one, native red one against native white. I just want to highlight this because this went to a game five. Native red closing things out. They win three to two. They win three to two. Um, no, Pat, that's just, a, that's just an issue with the camera. So he's talking about you glitching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, we, it is what it is. We can't do anything about it, so I'm sorry. Um, Ricky says, I thought he was a cardboard cutout at first. Oh, my God. I wish I could just pick him up and move him around. That'd be the fucking funniest thing ever. That would be. All right. I mean, I can just, like, take a picture, green screen it, and just plaster it there for when we have to do this. <laughs> That's a great idea, just to throw people off loop even more. Um. The other one I wanted to quickly shout out was Shopify going up against LVT in winner's round one. Shopify did sweep them 3-0, but there was something that did happen that we don't see often at all. We don't see this happen at all. There was a 50-50 tie on yeah. Solitude Slayer. A 50-50 tie. You don't see that shit very often, folks. And if you want to watch that game, links to all the series we're talking about the directly to that series in the YouTube is included in the show notes of the show. Just click on the series. It'll bring you right there. Uh, Deceive asks, you guys are the one for this question. How does the teams who were double eliminated in the open, brank, uh, open bracket rank in? Can you elaborate a little further? I'm sorry. And to see if it's exclamation point uh, show notes. The links are in the show notes. Um, yeah, to see if you could reiterate that question, I'd be happy to hopefully answer it. So yeah, 50-50 tie. That's fucking crazy. We don't see that often at all. So go check that out. It's pretty cool. Losers round one. LVT went up against Impact, and LVT, expectedly so, sweep Impact. Congratulations. But the thing that happened during this series was that there was a 50-49 Slayer, this time on streets. So uh, that's pretty fucking crazy. There were a lot, of, a lot of really close Slayers and a lot of really close Strongholds game, like games this tournament. Really close. Okay. Winners round two, we had Optic going up against FaZe. A series that, based off of prior placings from Optic, I would expect to go one way. Turns out it went the complete opposite way. The only game I want to talk about real quick was game three, which is King of the Hill on Live Fire. And uh, I think you all know what I'm talking about here. We're formal stayed alive back green allowing his teammates to spawn back up and make the contest to win the game and the series in a sweep formal i think i timed it i think i timed it will i think formal stayed alive for 30 seconds 
Yeah, we 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 timed it live on stream. Like, what in the absolute fuck? He stays alive so much that allows his team to rotate back out from spawn to make the contest again and get the slays needed to to finish the game out. Like he stayed alive so fucking long. Yeah, I think he, we um that 30 seconds was from the moment his shields were broken. And he just kept bouncing around back green. Yeah, just, from getting from getting the double from garage door. Yeah. Yep, from that point, from from the first nade being thrown like to to him finally dying. I think it was like 30 something seconds. Fucking and, uh, some someone mentioned it before too, but um they said, you know, having that first round by may have hurt a few teams. Mm-hmm. And this may be one of those cases. One, because sometimes Optic takes a little bit to warm up and get going. Yep. And playing in winners round one may have helped that because they came out really fast, really hot against FaZe here. Absolutely. Torres, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, yeah, it's, it, dude, just for some context here. The teams that got first round buys, all four, all four teams that got first round buys lost in their first round matchup. And three out of four of those series were sweeps. Three out of four of those series were sweeps. So there's that. So yeah, formal staying alive is fucking insane. Absolutely fucking insane. The next series, Native Red went up against Navi. Native Red beat Navi three to one, but this is another instance of a 250 to 249 strongholds game. Of which there were many this tournament. There were many. 250 to 249 strongholds games. In the final winner's round two matchup I want to talk about real quick here. Shopify went up against Quadrant. Shopify swept Quadrant in this series. But it wasn't just any kind of sweep. Guys, you may be asking yourself, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. These are all game five series, right? These are all five-game series, not game five. These are all five-game series, and typically, usually, there's a strongholds in there. There's usually a strongholds in there. And you may be asking yourself, wait a second, wait a second. I thought Quadrant were undefeated in strongholds games. They were 17-0 and 0 in strongholds games. Was there a strongholds game in this series? Why, yes. Yes, there was but I thought you said that Shopify swept them. I did. I did. Because Shopify made a comeback to win the Strongholds game 250 to 249, ending the 17-game Strongholds winning streak of Quadrant. And now there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about, oh, Quadrant threw that game. They choked or whatnot. 
we've had other instances of other teams choking too and them making a comeback. It, it, strongholds are so fucking crazy either way. So there's that. But they finally got handed their first strongholds loss. They are now 17 and 1. Oh, God, deceive. I don't know. The teams who played in the open bracket, who first team they played lost and second team they played lost were eliminated. What would be factors to ranking those who were double eliminated like so? I mean, they're not... If you're talking about the fucking... The, like the, the bottom teams in open bracket? I don't know. So A lot of AM players? I don't know. Is he saying like, yeah, you placed, because it would be like a top, the way they cut it down, because a lot of teams got first round buys, it would probably be like top 32, top 16, top eight. Yeah. And we only have 48 four. teams sign up this time. Yeah. But we had a lot of, a lot of good teams in the open bracket. That's for sure. Some pro teams in the open bracket, obviously. But, like, I mean, the bottom, bottom teams, they're just, I don't know. They're just the bottom teams. I have nothing really to say about them. I'm glad they competed. Hope they had fun. Well, I'm going to move on to losers round two. Are you good with that? Yeah. Keep All on right. rolling. All right. Rolling. Awana pops. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. No problem to see. I'm sorry if I, I didn't really answer your question, but like I, if teams are like the way I look at it and I, I don't want people to get mad at me, but the way I look at it is if you are playing in the open bracket and you lose outright, like you lose both your series, you're eliminated immediately. I assume you're just there to try to have fun. I assume you're there not really to try to make a run, you know? Like, sure, you could get bracket fucked and play against, like, an on. You could play against a pro team first time, and then obviously, like, depending upon that second series, but I don't know, man. I don't really, yeah. I just assume you're there to have fun and not really take things seriously. So, what are you going to do? Losers round two. Sentinels went up against Native White. Guys, this was losers round two. And a team I just said, a team I just said was Sentinels in losers round two went up against Native White. The reason why I included this is because yet again, there's a 250-249 strongholds game, this time on live fire. <laughs> Notice a trend. Um, <laughs> but just the fact that Sentinels were even in this spot to fight for top eight. The fact that they were even in that spot to fight for top eight. Fucking crazy. Awana says, you probably already talked about uh, this, but the bracket was really scuffed this tournament with Navi getting a first in group and Optic getting second in group. I mean, they got... They placed where they placed because they played how they played. It's not our fault that Quadrant swept Optic. It's not our fault that the tiebreaker went that way for Navi. It is what it is. 
All I know is that in the end, that first round bye didn't mean shit when all four teams lost. So, fuck it. Beth with the 40 fucking month resub. Holy shit. You get a woo! That's awesome. That's easy. Easy. What the fuck am I talking about? That's awesome. Yeah, 40 months is fucking insane. All right. I will say, um, Awana Pops, I will say, I felt like, again, I'm going to sound like such an asshole. And I, like, fuck it. It's our show. I say what I want anyway. I say what's on my mind. Um, I do feel like one side of the bracket was dramatically easier than the other side. I do feel that way. And so the teams on that side of the bracket, you can come at me. I understand. I get it. But I just based off the two sides of the bracket, I felt like one side looked dramatically easier. So, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. I'll get hate for it. Whatever. And then the other losers round two matchup I want to talk about is phase went up against LVT. And again, guys, losers round two phase was in losers round two. So again, I include this because just the fact that phase were even in this spot to fight for top eight phase were in a spot to fight for top eight or go home. That's fucking insane. So LVT kind of got the short end of that stick having to go up against phase and losers round two. So <laughs> Jay, if you're still here, I'm sorry that you guys had to do that shit. Um, but this, this is why this bracket's been fucking insane. That this, that's right there. Awana pops. That's why this bracket's fucking insane. You have Sentinels getting dropped down to losers immediately because of that first round by you have phase getting dropped to losers immediately because of that first round by it's like, fucking crazy. So there's that. Let's go to winners round three optic went up against SSG. The one thing to talk about here. Well, there's two things, really two things really to talk about here. First up, this was another potential to be a reverse sweep which would be the exact same thing that happened at SLC. Optic were up 2-0 in the series. Space Station flipped the switch. They get three back-to-back wins. They get the reverse sweep. This was poised to be the same thing. This was poised to be the same thing. But in that game five, in that game five, there's a play that happened that truly felt as though Okay, I don't like to necessarily speak in hypotheticals. We I talk about this all the time on the show. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Don't necessarily like speaking in hypotheticals. But man, when looking at this play, if Stellar had just reloaded his BR ahead of time, oh. it really, like, again, you never know. You never know. For all I know, Optic could have just dicked on him and it would have been over anyway. Like, you, you never know. But it really felt like if Stellar had reloaded his BR, he would have been able to get potentially two of those kills and turn the tides of the game. Now, what exactly am I talking about? 
It was Slayer on Streets. Three members of Optic were sitting back A. Okay? Three members of Optic were sitting back A. Penguin, Penguin is able to loop his way around towards back A and try to get a flank. Optic members don't know he's there. Stellar is near top, like is near mid going towards front A. Again, optic players don't know that he's there. <sighs> Stellar has 12 bullets left in his BR. And he didn't reload. All three players of optic as they're leaving back A because they're getting shot at, all three are weak. It truly looked like Stellar was going to be able to get one of the kills if he just had one more burst in his VR, which he did not have because he had to reload and he didn't. So he gets caught out mid-reload. He dies. And the game goes the way of Optic. Optic prevent the reverse sweep. They win the series three to two and continue on their winner's round run. I mean, I, I wanted to go back and watch that moment. Did he have time to reload or was it like the pushes now he's got to he, get in there? He absolutely had time to reload beforehand. He 1000% had time to reload beforehand. He just, he just, he probably, I don't know if he just wasn't paying attention. I mean, obviously he must not have been paying attention. So it is what it is. Holt says sound biased for SSG there, friend. I mean, you're the one that's biased for optics. So don't even go there with me. <laughs> uh, so no, I just, I, like I said, I don't like to speak in hypotheticals very often, but it truly felt like that moment. If he just had reload beforehand, maybe they could have done the reverse sweep, but for all I know, for all I know, Optic could have just shut him down immediately and it, nothing would have mattered anyway. So it's just when you see plates like that, you're like, oh, fuck. And that was exactly one of those plays. So there's that. Now, guys, there's another thing to keep in mind here. Phase, Sentinels, and now SSG are all in losers. FaZe, Sentinels, and SSG are now all in losers. The only top, like very top team left in winners is Optic Gaming. And due to how history has been, the team in winners always wins the grand finals. For all of Infinite so far, for all of Infinite Esports, that's always been the way it is. So keep that in mind. Matt Gruber, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. In losers round three, we had FaZe go up against Sentinels. Do you guys remember what happened? Do you guys remember what happened in uh, SLC when FaZe went up against Sentinels twice? I'm pretty sure I remember Sentinels just absolutely fucking shitting on them. Well, that didn't happen this time. Phase prevent what happened at SLC twice. 
this time with a sweep of their own against Sentinels. Sentinels are sent home. Losers round five was SSG going up against FaZe. SSG are not here to fuck around this event. With a very close sweep against FaZe to send FaZe home with an uncanny top four finish. Did anybody predict FaZe getting top four? Anyone? Because I doubt it. Well, let's talk about these grand finals, huh? Yeah. The first best of seven. The first best of seven. SSG going up against Optic. While it was close throughout, what is there to say about this series other than SSG clearly coming to play after sweeping both FaZe and Native Red in the lead-up to this first best of seven? So how do SSG keep the momentum going head, heading into the grand finals? Well, with another sweep, of course. SSG sweep optic in the first best of seven for nothing. The second best of seven, optic against SSG. Up to this point, there's never been a team to come from the loser side of the bracket and win an international land in Halo Infinite Esports history. Could we finally see it? Will history be made? Or will history repeat itself once again? Let's find out. But before we do that, let's back things up and talk about Optic for a second. Yes, that Optic. The back-to-back-to-back land champion Optic. The world champion Optic. But there are two sides of the story of Optic. This is also the same Optic who haven't placed in the top two since Charlotte, which they did win. This is the same Optic who placed top six at their own home major just a couple short months ago. But this is also the same Optic who had the same thing happen to them by basically the same SSG roster, formerly Cloud9, at the 2022 World Championship. We all remember how that ended. Now, the competition is closer than it's ever been. This next series wouldn't be a sweep. Far from it. Game one was CTF on Empyrean. Optic proceed to do what we've been expecting of them all year long. Dominate. And dominate they did. With a 2-0 win to start the grand finals bracket reset. Game two was Slayer on Streets. Up by two kills. People are going to think I'm shitting on Stellar here, but I'm not. I'm not trying to, okay? Up by two kills, 44 to 42. SSG have Optic trapped in C and Tram. And Stellar has a rocket at the ready. But just as Trippy pops his head up next to APG, Stellar fires right into the railing, missing both players entirely. And then... The counterplay by Optic where all players of SSG per- proceed to drop like flies and Optic take the late game lead, 46-45. to 45. SSG tie the game once again at 48-48, but then something odd happens. With the final rocket spawning, 
Bound makes a play on them while being taken down to one shot in ATM, but thankfully stays alive. At least for now. Penguin, on the other hand, decides to slide directly into Tram and try to catch Lucid off guard. Which does not happen. In fact, Lucid drops down and proceeds to take out Penguin while Trippy gets the cleanup on the weak bound. Optics steal the game 50-48. to 48. Game three with strongholds on recharge. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the classic mini break after game two in a series. SSG need a win here. And they need it badly, especially after such a close loss in the Slayer. And things begin to not look so good for the boys in the black and gold. Optics start off with an 83-point uncontested run. But then, finally, SSG put on the gas and proceed to go on a run themselves. A 203-point run, to be exact. SSG maintained the lead throughout the game, and ladies and gentlemen, we finally have a series. SSG win 250 to 133. Game four was King of the Hill on live fire. Optic were not happy with that loss, so they returned back to true optic form with three straight uncontested hill captures. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. The game clock stops when a player is in a hill. Okay? Like the in-game clock will stop when a player is in the hill. Plain and simple. SSG are down three hill captures with three minutes left on the game clock. But I want you to keep that clock mechanic in the back of your head. SSG, with two minutes and 43 seconds on the game clock, 243, Proceed to get back-to-back hill captures. Now, what was the time after those two captures, you may ask? Two minutes and 40 seconds. SSG only allowed three in-game seconds to pass while capturing those two hills. Optic proceed to get the next hill to the halfway point when SSG decide to step in and make things interesting by capturing it themselves. Time the game three to three. And then you have the trippy play with overshield. Trippy gets overshield, heads into the uh, heads into the sea hill by tower. And he proceeds to not die. Period. At all. He didn't die from the moment he stepped foot into that hill with overshield. He kept overshield for longer than I think anybody's ever fucking played the game, it seems. SSG members, some fail to shoot at him. One has a failed plasma pistol shot that whiffs him. They're just not able to do anything against him. His other... Yeah, I think the... Go ahead. I think what what was going on there, they were just trying to clear that back tower guy. Mm-hmm. And Trippy was just living in the hill, cleaning them up as they came up. And they, they couldn't get the kill on the back tower. And then therefore couldn't get the kill on the Trippy. Absolutely. Welcome back, Head Honcho. Good to see you. So yeah, they just were not able to clear out that those tower guys. 
And I think it was Penguin that makes a last-ditch effort to try to get in at the last second, but it was just not enough time. Trippy gets the kill, or somebody gets the kill alongside him, and Optic win the game. Yeah. Did Penguin come from top tower? Yes. And trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was already weak. Like, he just he was just trying to get in to make a stop at the time, but he just couldn't do it. Right. Yep. But guys, the thing I want you to remember is the thing that I found crazy, not only that trippy overshield play, which was phenomenal, but the fact that SSG got two back-to-back hill captures while only allowing three seconds to pass on the game clock. That's fucking crazy. They never left those two hills, basically. Game five was Slayer on Aquarius. An absolute blowout against Optic. There really is nothing else to say about this one. SSG win at 50 to 23. 50 to 23. Um, Crunk Krogunk, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. What's up, Tools? Welcome back. Game six was oddball on streets. There's only one play I want to talk about here. The oddball play by bound where I swear to God, that man must have just phased through reality to not be killed while running the ball from B rail into PD. Like guys, I can't stress this enough. There was literally a player coming up B stairs right next to him. And, and I think there's one coming up driveway. Like he, this man is, is somehow able to grab the ball and just go from B rail to PD. Like nothing happened. I was so fucking surprised and weirded out that he didn't die in that scenario like his teammates must have been in literal perfect position in order to allow him to do that. Because the fact an optic player was right there on B stairs next to him and bound didn't die. Holy shit. And then obviously we know the end of that because SSG win the game, which means We have a game seven. Game seven was Slayer on Solitude. Remember when I said way back during the LVT SSG pool play series to keep that uh, Slayer Solitude game in the back of your head and how it may come back to haunt SSG? Well... SSG go down nine kills at the very start of the game and optic left them in their dust. The game was never even remotely close with optic, just imposing their will shutting down all the, uh, all the doubters and winning the game 50 to 33 alongside a formal performance of 16 and six and a lucid performance of 11, 18 and eight lucid had 18 assists that game. After this game, SSG are one in three in Slayers on Solitude. So at the very least, they know a map and mode combination they need to be worked on for Worlds. 
Optic shove all the doubt to the side, beating teams when it mattered in bracket play with a sweep against Phase 3-0, a prevented reverse sweep against SSG 3-2, a sweep against Native Red 3-0, and a stomping of the red-hot SSG in the Grand Finals to become your HCS Fort Worth Major Champions. Well, I know that you can't necessarily predict how a game might go like, Oh, this team's going to get blown out. This team's going to win, blah, 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 blah. But I said it last night and I'll say it again. You know how they showed during the broadcast, both teams coming out of the tunnel onto the stage for game seven. Yeah. When, when they showed both teams walking out, this was just for game seven. I knew right then and there that Optic were going to win the game. I didn't know by how much. I didn't think it was going to necessarily be a blowout. But I I had that feeling right then and there that Optic were going to win that game. They looked, honestly, they looked happy. They looked fine. They looked ready to go. And when I saw those looks on their faces, I'm like, uh-oh, this might not go so well. But I didn't see that blowout coming. But maybe I should have. Maybe I should have, considering all the way back in pool play where they played LVT. And LVT won that Slayer. Now, granted, SSG had the fight to come back in that game. But Optic's another beast entirely. And we saw what happened there. Ladies and gentlemen, Optic are your champions. And remember, do you guys remember what happened last year? When Optic won the major before Worlds? Oh, they went on a they went on a little run, didn't they? They went on a little run. <laughs> a back to back to back land run. In the post game interview, Lunchbox said that uh, I told the boys we're fucking winning this. And like <laughs> I said, when they stepped out of that tunnel and went onto the stage for game seven, I knew. I could see it immediately. They are not losing that game. Yeah, APG in his post-game interview after the grand finals had said, this is just another win. You know, they're looking towards worlds and you gotta, you gotta respect that. But then lucid after him was like, no, this one felt really good up there with the world's win because they kind of overcame that doubt that people were giving them. They did. They did. And you know what? Okay. No, never mind. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to speak for them. Never mind. Because, but I will sit here and I will uh, eat my words. I will own up when I'm wrong. I will own up when I say something that can be taken the wrong way as well, where for the past three lands, I said like for the, for earlier on in the year after optic had won Charlotte, I'm like, they are clear cut in a way the best team in the league by far. Like, I don't think another team can touch them right now. They were that good. After you go back to back to back land wins and a world championship in the middle of those wins, what else can you say? They're simply that good. Nobody else can touch them yet. 
But then the rest of the year happened. And whether it was a combination of other teams getting better, other teams, quote unquote, figuring optic out, optic not caring as much. Whatever combination of these things happening, they did not perform anywhere near where I expected them to perform. A top three, a top six, and a top four placing in the last three lands for Optic Gaming. Did anybody think that they would be there? No. So when that happened, going into Fort Worth, that was my thought. While they showed rays of sunshine at SLC, getting back to where, getting their skill back to a point where I think they can be, where we knew they would be, like where where we knew they had been, I was looking at what other teams were doing. And other teams were playing better. Other teams were just plain playing better. Whether it be FaZe, whether it be SSG, whether it be Sentinels, whether it be Quadrant sprinkled in there, teams were just playing better than them. So that's why I predict them not making the top three this event. Because they hadn't proved to me that they could do it again. But they did it. And I will eat my words. They fucking did it. And not only did they do it, but they beat the best teams to get it. It'd be one thing. This is where I'm talking about how part of the bracket seemed to be a relatively a lot easier than the other part of the bracket. Guys, We don't even need to talk about the complexity round one. They they swept complexity. Whoopty fucking doodah. Who cares? No offense to the complexity roster, but optics on another level. Even I would say that they'd win that easily. But they 3-0'd phase in round two. They prevent the reverse sweep against Space Station in round three. Yeah. And now, when when that one was big for me too, because when space station is rolling, they are rolling. So the fact that they held strong and got that game five win was huge. And you heard it from lucid at the end of the interview or it was trippy. It was trippy or lucid. But like, thank God that didn't happen again. Yeah. And that's the thing guys, they beat the best teams to do it. It'd be okay. Here's where I'm going to be an asshole. It'd be one thing. If you're native red at the top of the bracket, Going through native white, no offense, no offense to native white guys, Navi and Shopify Rebellion, two of those three teams coming from open bracket, right? It's one thing yeah. to do that and then eventually get swept by Optic in the winter final. But it's a whole other thing to be on that other side of the winner's bracket and have to go through phase and space station back to back. One of which you sweep in phase and the other you prevent the reverse sweep, which was your bugaboo last event. When they did that, we all, I, I need people to understand they don't necessarily play great in pool play. 
Like they they beat the they beat the teams they necessarily should. But other teams they can be close series, they can lose. You see what happens with Quadrant and them. They're not amazing in pool play. But when it comes to bracket play, when it comes to the games that actually matter, they tend to turn up. They haven't the past few events, which is why I didn't have them placing very well. But they are amazing. We know what they're capable of doing. That's that's my big thing with Optic. Is that I have my expectations for how they should play. Because they've won so much. So my expectations for them are up here. They're sky high. Because I've seen them do it. So when they're not placing in the top three and the top four. And you're placing top six at your own event. I'm like. That, and then people are like, oh, they need to drop APG or they need to make a roster change. No, they don't. No, they don't. They literally won three lands in a fucking row, one of them being Worlds. They clearly have the skill necessary to win. I That is never in doubt. That was never in doubt. I was just wondering if they were going to do it again. When were they going to do it again? When were they going to fucking finally show me again that we that this is exactly what I expect them to be able to do. This was that event. This was it. And thank God for them, it happens right before Worlds. And like you said, Will, it truly, it truly came down to that prevention of the reverse sweep against SSG in the, in the semifinal. Because if they did get reverse swept. Oh, I think they're broken there. Yep. Or not. Maybe, maybe we don't even have to go as far as broken, but I don't think they win. Yeah. Like, I agree. That's, that's the thing. Regardless of history repeating, it's uh, regardless of history repeating itself, this event where we still have never had a team from losers come back and win an international land event in Halo Infinite. We still never have. This was the closest we've ever gotten, and holy shit, was it close, if not for that blowout of a Game 7. But Optic finally proved to me again something that I knew for so long is that they fucking have that skill. And we talk about all the time. We talk about all the time with CLG Optic Talk Sentinels, right? The flipping of the switch. We t- I talked about how I thought FaZe had flipped that switch. Now that they had Renegade and things were clicking on all cylinders there, I thought they had flipped that switch. I said it on the show. Mm. Optic flipped that switch again. And it was proven in that series against Space Station in the winner's semifinal. They flipped that switch. And they and then after that bracket reset in the grand final, I just looked back. I looked back against that Cloud9 series last year at Worlds. And I'm like. Optic, you've been here before. You've literally been in the exact same situation before. The exact same. But the competition's better now. 
It's not what it was a year ago. So are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And holy shit, they did. Holy shit, they did. Optic, welcome back into my top three predictions. <laughs> I've, I've missed you. I've missed you greatly. It's... Yeah. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. You know, I, I just wanted to touch on some of the doubt that's been surrounding Optic the last few events. And I think you're right that it comes to comes down to people had such a high expectation of them after winning three events, but it just kind of sucks that because that expectation is so high that the, the pressure, like what people think of them, like every team has faltered this season. Like technically space station has not won a major this season. They haven't. They like, just won a global invitation. They global invitational so like there's all these question marks that surrounded optic what about phase now they faltered the last couple events like mm -hmm. they they didn't make top three i know bracket wise this one kind of fucked yeah. it but yeah this bracket was weird but you're right um you're right sentinels and phase were fighting for top eight this event right and this level of competition we've seen it's hard to say like because phase didn't break into the top three or Sentinels didn't get past the, uh, the round three losers. Yep. Um, like I, I'm still riding high on Sentinels. I think they're a great team. They could definitely place higher than they did this event. Absolutely. I think the, that competition is just so close now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone's going to look at phase and be like, they need to drop frosty or whatever. Nope. Like they do with optic. I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that around to like, the community has such this pressure on optic that I don't think needs to be there. Um, these teams, space station phase optic sentinels, they they've, they've got it. Like even quadrant, they've been playing out of their minds. And with the level of competition we have, the way pool plays going, it's, it's not going the way it's expected. And then teams are dropping out early. So like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's just craziness. Just these teams are good. They know what they're fuck they're doing. That's the thing is that they are very fucking good. And this is a game of inches, not yeah. miles. Like this is literally a game of inches between these teams where look at all the fucking 250, 249 strongholds we had. Yep. God damn. <laughs> you, you look at King of the Hill games that go to one, like to one hill between the two, like difference between the two of them. You go to capture the hill, uh, capture the flag games, which go to one flag difference between the two teams. It's literally a game of inches. It's a game uh, where any one play goes differently. The, the whole game goes differently. Any one game goes differently. The whole series goes differently. It's like, it's these top teams are so unbelievably fucking close. And I'm just, and frankly, this is going to sound weird, but frankly, I'm happy. I'm happy that Optic are back to where I expect them to be. Where my yeah. expectations are being met for them again. And it, I, I would even say this, this, I don't want people to take my shit out of context here. They didn't even have to win. Like they didn't have to win this event for their expectations of like, for my expectations of them to be met. They just need to place well. 
or like have yeah. shit be close. Show that fight in game exactly. that we're used to seeing. There, you're you're not wrong that a few of those um, series before um, Fort Worth here, they just didn't look like themselves. Like they didn't weren't playing like they normally do. No, informal even said and, so. Yeah, like they didn't yeah, care formal. as much. I'm like, dude. I shouldn't say they. I'll it, it, maybe it was just him. I shouldn't say they. I shouldn't speak for the entire yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Formal did say he was his head wasn't in it as much as it was before. Yes. Um Seattle Diabolic. Yeah. Um real quick I totally well, lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> real quick as well because we I have to catch up on some follows here and uh Oh yeah, yeah. Voodoo Man Martin Holmes with the 10 month resub. You get a woo! Thank you so much. I apologize for missing that earlier. We're mid in the thing, mid in the thick of it, you know? Um, Yamaleg or Yomileg. I apologize for mispronounced that. Um, Dwarf, Skullcrusher, and Diabolic. Thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the live show. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Stussy, excuse me, Stussy Killer, welcome back. Um, can we talk about Bounds Crazy Ball movement? Yeah, we we did. We fucking... Yeah, we... we- yeah. The, the, the weave, the bob and weave through pillars and B. Yep. Yeah. Hemvart. Yes. The, the plasma rifle miss the, the stellar's rocket flub stellar, not reloading his BR. It feels like I'm going against stellar a lot here, but I'm not trying to actually fun fact. Will I think it was stellar with the plasma pistol as well in that play against trippy. It was, I, I think it was okay. too. I called that out last night when uh, we were doing the, the, the watch along. Um, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Something optic did really well too, is they limited the amount of time stellar had snipe. Yeah. I felt like they make, made that a priority that if stellar got snipe, they were double teaming him, getting that snipe out of his hands. Yep. Agreed. Hemvar agreed. And that's the thing too, is that I don't want people to think that I'm trying to just a gang up on stellar. I'm not. It's just when, when you're in this game of inches, it's little plays like that. It's the plays like that or the misplays like that, that truly feel like they push a series or a game a specific way. And when, when you're on their POV and that happens and it misses, it's like, fuck, if only that would have hit what could have happened. You know, it's always that feeling. So I just want to go on record and say that. Nah, fuck that. What I will say is, is that anybody that believed or anybody that said that APG needed to be dropped, that formal needs to retire, that blah, 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 blah. They all need to go fuck themselves. That's that's plain and simple. Anybody that says that phase need to make a change. Anybody that says Sentinels aren't great. Anybody that says Quadrant need to make a change. All that shit. You guys are fucking stupid. Any of all, any and all of you who say something like that are just fucking stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about all the time, and I admit that. But man, seeing some of these dumbass takes is just insane. I know people like to play the hypothetical game. Okay. I get that to be like, Oh, what could happen if they did something like this? No, 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 no. Nobody needs to make a fucking change. These teams are so unbelievably close. They're so fucking close. The top four to top potentially six 
Potentially. I, I might just go five. I might just go five. They're so close. So close. Oh, yeah, Eco did drop a 50 bomb. That's right. It did. Just fucking crazy, man. Just crazy. People like to focus too much on statistics, and it's just, it's not what you should be doing. It's just not. Here's, I'm going to give people a challenge. I'm going to give people a challenge for Worlds. Okay, because that's the next event we have. I'm going to give a challenge for Worlds. For those watching in the venue, for those watching at home, do me a favor. Try this. Just try this. Just watch the game. That's it. Don't look at the scoreboards at the top corners. Don't. Just watch the game. Watch the plays that are being made. Watch the positions that these players are being in. Just watch the game. If you if you are a person that typically pays attention to the statistics, statistics can be good. They just don't tell an entire story. Okay? But if you are a player or you are a spectator that just what that focuses more on the statistics, I want you to do something for me. I want you to challenge yourself. For Worlds, if you're watching in person, you're watching at home, just watch the game. You may be surprised. Yeah, and uh, Beth says in chat, I was going to bring this up as well, but um, I believe Bravo was calling out things APG was doing in-game that, again, wouldn't show up in stats, how he was getting to a position, staying alive, making sure he's getting to here so that they have a chance to fight back on, on, on this side of the map or whatever. That was great to see because people do often focus on the stats, and that's, that's not the whole game. Absolutely. That's not the whole game. It's not the whole game. Holt says, honestly, an eight-frame game would be amazing. I, I'm going to take it a step further. Maybe not necessarily like have that on the broadcast, but instead, instead, what I want uh, to happen is I would love for all POVs to be on YouTube after the fact. Like, so for like for the series, like for each series, I know it'd be a, a kind of a daunting task, but what I would love to see is for every series of a tournament or a major or whatever it is on the HCS YouTube channel um, to have each player's POV there. I think that'd be fucking awesome because then you would be able to see all those things. Um, Krunk says people in chat were talking about how APG was terrible because he wasn't slaying during the CTF game. He had four caps. Again, people are oh, fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah. People are fucking stupid. This is why you don't, you don't, I mean, this chat is more often than not amazing. Okay. The chat that we have here, the community that we have here is amazing. So, you guys are great, but man, you go into like Halo's Twitch chat. Don't bother. Like put, that's another challenge I'm going to give you guys. Here's another challenge. And I mean this, I sincerely mean this. Hide the chat, hide it. Watch the game. Just watch the game. My two lemons. Thank you for the fucking submarino. You get a woo and 40 ounces to freedom. 
Thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He says, LOL, I wish I could tell that to the people I play in matchmaking with the stat that stats don't exactly matter. They don't. It's more so it. That's the thing is that like we make all the jokes all the time, but no, in all seriousness, Halo Infinite is a team game. Plain and simple. Yes, there are moments where you can lone wolf it, right? But more often than not, Halo Infinite is a team-based game that is really focused on positioning and out-positioning your opponents. It's a huge factor. And the stats won't show that. Who is the front runner for MVP this year? Oh, God. Fuck. That's a tough one right now. That is a tough one. That is a tough one. I don't know. I'll have to look at I'll have to look at the stats. Uh no, I'd have to I'd have to give it a lot of thought, Diabolic. I don't know right now. It really is it's, hard to tell. You know, they They gave the MVP for this event to formal. They did. And he it was I think that was partly due to his KD. Sure. Um he played really well. He won but main think, slayer as well for the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. But a, a trippy clutched up a lot too for optic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was a tough one. Um, you see, I mean, you can take all the guys that show out, you know, like show out their skill, like lucid renegade bound, but do those guys really push their team forward? Like for me, an MVP is not only like, the best player in the game. It's like the most valuable player to their team. Like the team wouldn't function without them. So you're saying what the actual title of it is, which is exactly correct. Well, right. Yeah. yeah, It it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a popularity (laughs) contest. It should be, and I'm not saying it is like, I'm just saying it shouldn't be in general. It should be who is the most valuable player for that team. A a player that you would not win without that player on your team. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to sound like an ass. But right now, right now, thinking about that, thinking about the title of most valuable player, I know you guys are saying trippy a lot in the chat right now. I'm still going to say lucid. I'm still going to say lucid, right? If we're, I'm strictly talking optic. I'm strictly talking optic right now. I'm not, I'm not genuinely saying like the entire league because I don't know yet. But like, if I'm just saying optic, I would still put lucid there. The way, the way that he is pushing his team to get in specific positions to make plays, the way that he has really been taking over that leadership spot on that team, I look at the, I know, I know stats aren't everything, but like he dropped 18 assists in that, in that game seven. Yeah. More than double the assist of any player on SSG. Like he's. I truly believe he is their most valuable player on that team. And that's not anything against the other three on that team. Because again, I don't want people taking shit out of context. If I'm strictly saying who is the most valuable person on that team, I would say lucid. That's it. Holt, I know. That's that's why I need to give it a lot more thought if we're talking league, like the whole league in general. I don't know right now. I, I genuinely don't know. 
but considering Optic just won this event, we're we're hot on Optic right now. I just want like if I'm just saying Optic, I'm gonna say Lucid. So, Akusa's not wrong by putting Sparty in the conversation either for Sentinels. Sparty really opens up a lot of things. He does. He absolutely does. Team. Absolutely. And like I, I would say, I mean, at, on a phase standpoint, you could look at. You could look like a snake bite or a frosty for that matter, because you hear frosty yeah. calling a lot for uh for setups and whatnot. Where snake bite appears to be the glue of that team. It's like you, you never know, you, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Um Hemvar brings up a semi good point here. Lucid is still MVP in my opinion, but I don't know if they'd give it to him two years in a row. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to a popularity contest. If Lucid is determined to be, now this is hypothetically speaking because Worlds hasn't happened yet. And I and I believe MVP is a regular season award. Am I right on that, Will? Mm. Because I think they do the voting Maybe. beforehand. Yeah, isn't it player voted? I think it is player voted. And I think it happens Which before I, Worlds. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that for one. Sure. Well, that's because why you have it, worlds. It, what, MVP. I, what I feel like, what I feel like is going to happen is we're going to, they are going to say, "Oh well, we gave it to Lucid last year. Let's spl- spread the love around." When really, if Lucid's the one in that position, that's that's my that's my key point. That right there, Will. Mm-hmm. That's my key point. If Lucid at the end of this season, which is technically now, if the players vote and it's determined. Like, and you look back at everything that has happened, and I'm not saying he is because I haven't looked back at everything that's happened, but if I look at him and I'd be like, oh, and he is determined to be, then that should be the way it is. It shouldn't just be, oh, he got it last year. Let's pick somebody else because then they can have an opportunity. No, it should be if they are determined to be the greatest, like the most valuable player, then they are the most valuable player. And if he wins two years in a row, then good for him because, frankly, he is on his team, in my opinion. Um, no, Ju- Justin, I agree. That's what I'm saying is, like, I, I hope the players are determining, like, that that person that they pick is the most valuable. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they – what I'm not hoping is they get in the room and be like, well, we can't vote for Lucid again because he won last year. And I'm not saying they would do that, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just hoping they don't do that. So, and yes, Stellar is phenomenal. And you know, I would even have an argument for Eco being the most valuable on that team. Like, you know, it's... it's. Eh. Who knows? But, with that, Let's go through our placings here and let's go through our predictions and placings that we got totally wrong. Um, in first place for Fort Worth, we have Optic Gaming. In second, we have Space Station. Third, Native Red. Again, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I think they had an easier upper side of the bracket. But hey, a win's a win. They didn't get to pick where they were in the bracket. They won the games that they needed to win. They get third. There's that. In fourth is FaZe Clan. In fifth, sixth, we have Quadrant and Shopify Rebellion. In seventh and eighth, we have Sentinels and G1. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, your top eight automatically qualify for Worlds. And those teams are 
Optic Gaming, Space Station, Native Red, FaZe Clan, Quadrant, Shopify Rebellions, Sentinels, and G1. In 9 through 12, we have Complexity, Navi, LVT, and Native White. In 13 through 16th, we have Cloud9, Impact, Alpha, and... Oh no, not again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's again, baby. It's like a two-second soundbite. It's okay, Will. God. I know. <laughs> um, therefore, let's go through our prediction slash results here, which are fucking all over the place. Um, oh, Will, I'm sorry. You were right on that one. Let me change that for you real quick. I apologize. Clearly, I was not thinking straight. With me having the, uh, the colors changed, I couldn't tell which one I had to pick to match. So I just highlighted it. Oh, it's okay. I got it. It's all figured out now. Okay. So, all right. um, in 13th through 16th, we were correct on, I won't boot again, but we were correct on mind free. I mean, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I am. We were right on mind freak alpha esports and impact, but we were wrong on, um, cloud nine where we thought G one was actually going to place. And then the ninth through 12th, we were correct on Navi and LVT Navi taking a step up. Um, LVT kind of got fucked with phase, but we were correct on that placing. And then we were incorrect on native gaming, white and complexity where Shopify rebellion in cloud nine, where we had Shopify rebellion in cloud nine. It was actually native gaming, white and complexity. Um, and seventh and eighth where we had complexity and native gaming, white, it was actually G one and sentinels. So we got those wrong. In a fifth and sixth, we had Quadrant correct, but we had Native Gaming Red wrong, which was Shopify Rebellion. In fourth place, we both had, uh, we did not have Phase here. Phase took fourth. We had Sentinels and Optic respectively for him and me. Um, in third, Will had Optic. I had Sentinels. It was actually Native Gaming Red. In second, Will had Space Station. Congratulations. I had Phase. Um, and then first, Will had Phase and I had Space Station. It was actually Optic. Uh, cat. I'm going to say cat. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And no, this is not pre-recorded. I was just in the middle of a reading. So no, it's not pre-recorded. It's live. See? Hello. There you go. And then from wonder boy. Okay. Cat sounds good. See you later when it's live. Um, from wonder boy, the coach of Navi, he said, Bit of a stinger given how our bracket could have played out. We finished Fort Worth top 12. As predicted, of the six maps we lost in bracket play, five were by one point, one round, one hill, or one flag cap. Margins are razor thin at this level, but we'll come correct for the Halo World Championship. I like that statement, man. I mean, he knows everything's close, and there's he knows there's work to be done. So I hope they do... Come with a little more fire. Absolutely. And glory was very impressive. Hem. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Tona tails, the champion. If I mispronounce that, I'm sorry. Thank you for the primer. You get a woo. Greatly appreciated. Um, and cat, I know you were just fucking around. Don't worry. I know you were. And yes, the grand finals was fucking insane. Absolutely fucking insane. Oh Yeah. Um, there was a question real quick. XDDD asks, do you think there will be a 2024 season? Yes. To what, yeah. to what extent it'll be like to what, 
scale it will be, no idea. Will there be a 2024 season? Yes. I truly believe there will. Tashi has come out and said previously that as soon as season two planning was done, they immediately started planning season three. So I assume that there absolutely will be one, but just to the scale, I don't know. So there you go. Let's talk about the FFA results. In first place, we had Fluriously. In second, it's the last shot. In third was... uh, E-Z-H-O. I wanted to say Echo, but that doesn't sound right. And fourth place was Acid. Fifth was Goober. Sixth was Glozy. Seventh was Kid Nasty. And eighth was Super CC. And from the HCS, the top six players from this weekend's Fort Worth Major FFA presented by the U.S. Marine Corps will secure travel coverage to compete in the $25,000 FFA at the the World Championship. So, that means that furiously, it's the last shot. EZHO, Acid, Goober, and Glozy all receive travel coverage to Worlds to compete in the FFA. They should give this. Uh, they should give the someplace FFA player a free trip since Acid qualified to pools. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So whether that go to like Kid Nasty or something, it's a good point. Stussy, no. For the love of God, no. Yeah, seventh place was Kid Nasty. So. Oh, I you, you meant to say seventh place FFA player instead of someplace FFA player. I get it now. I'm sorry, Tools. Speaking of worlds, let's talk about your qualified teams for worlds. We have all of them now, and here they are. In first seed, we have Optic Gaming. Yeah, I'll just read the roster. She gives a shit. Lucid, APG, Formal, and Trippy. Space Station with the second seed. Stellar, Penguin, Bound, and Eco. Native Gaming, Red with the third seed. Tallick, Suppressed, Manny, and Soul Snipe. Fourth seed was FaZe Clan, Frosty, Renegade, Royal 2, and Snakebite. Quadrant with the fifth seed. Sika, Legend, uh, T-Chick. Chick. <laughs> it's Chick. T-Chick. Yep. And SLG. Thanks, Clutch. Yeah, thanks a lot, Clutch. Jesus Christ. In Shopify Rebellion with the 6th seed with Mental, Ryanu, Brain, and Cycle. 7th seed is Sentinels with Spartan, Falcated, Boo-Boo-Doo-Boo, and Lethal. 8th seed is Gamers First with Hus, Precision, Swish, and Boam. Thanks again, Hut, uh, Clutch. I almost said Hutch. Why the fuck did I almost say Hutch? Thanks again, Clutch. And with the ninth seed, we have Complexity, Carmea, Tusk, King, Nick, and Gilkey. With the 10th seed, we have Cloud9, which is Triton, Rami, Nemesis, and Septify. With the 11th seed is Native Gaming White, Tapping Buttons, McWin, Collect, and Suspector. With the 12th seed, we have LVT, King J, Piggy, Sab, and Diagram. In the 13th seed, we have Navi with Glory, Snipe Drone, Jimbo, and Mighties. In the 14th seed, we have Impact with Respectful, Mosk, Flux, and Septic. And now, the 15th and 16th seeds. In 15th, we have Luminosity which qualified via the playoff over the weekend, which is Atso, Drift, Noble, and Acid. And in 16th seed, we have Divine Mind, who qualified also via the playoff, and they beat... They beat Mind Freak. And that's Berserk, uh, Newables, Sways, and Slays. There you go. There you go. 
Those are your qualified teams for the Halo World Championship. And guess what? To our knowledge, as of right now, yes, Divine Mind did beat Mind Freak. Uh, for what? For all we know, the format remains the same as it always has been, which means the third place team from each pool will be eliminated. You mean fourth? The fourth place team from each pool will be eliminated. The third place team will stay in the tournament. I'm sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> um, Zlipsu, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And yes, Lemons, I agree. The format fucking blows. But hey, we got it for one event. Yay! Your event awards. The main slayer went to formal. Best objective went to legend. Best support went to Ryanu. Best coach went to lunchbox. And your MVP of the Fort Worth Major is formal. Congratulations to them. The final piece I have here before we move on within the show is Ashley Blair. If you're still here, thank you for providing the feedback. Here is her feedback from attending Fort Worth. And the best part is that not only did she attend Fort Worth, but she also attended the dumpster fire that was Arlington. Isn't that great? It's great. So she says, here's my review for the weekend. What an amazing weekend of Halo. I agree, Ashley. I agree. Check-in was pretty easy, and everyone was given wristbands for, for general admission. If you were VIP, you got another pass that got you into the VIP lounge. I, I believe if you're VIP, you got, like, an actual lanyard. I could be wrong, though. Um, VIP had the tour on Friday, but she did not make it to it. So I don't know how that tour actually was. I assume it's like every other one that we've had will. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. There was there were several merch booths, C9, Optic, SSG, Oats Overnight, Complexity, and HCS. Yes, that means that Complexity and Cloud9 both had booths, individual booths at Fort Worth. Ordered a t-shirt from them on August 16th uh, and was asking questions about my order since it had not shipped yet. They gave me my shirt with no hesitation. Oats Overnight was doing samples. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome, Ashley. The entire event was in one room, as is typical with traditional majors, Ashley, just as a heads up. Merch booths, then side stage, main stage, VIP lounge with couches, and then food and open bracket side tourneys was in the back. There was no red pixels on any of the screens, and the sound was very clear, just like it would be if we had been in the stream. Food options and prices were pretty reasonable, and as far as I'm aware, they did not have any food sell out. They did, have, they did not have alcohol outside of the VIP lounge, which is fairly standard. Oh, Complexity had it in the HCS booth. Thank you, Tools, for the clarification. I personally thought that they had a separate booth. Personally, I did. Um, I now understand why you had so many complaints at the Optic Major and have such and have much higher expectations now that I've been to Fort Worth. Hell fucking yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Arlington was fucking bad. You know what? Fort Worth sounded like a traditional fucking major. God damn. <sighs> Open bracket was very spacious too. Oh my God. Are you saying that it didn't feel claustrophobic? And you actually walk around and watch people play games. You know, like the fucking point of it all. 
And again, I need to go back and say this. I mean, absolutely no offense to the refs and the officials that were, that were managing Arlington's open bracket. I have no ill will towards any of them. They're just doing their job. It just sucks when the venue is so tightly packed that you literally cannot go around and watch open bracket play at Arlington. It's a fucking stupid shit. Oh my God. So thank you for that, Ashley. I appreciate it. I'm glad to hear that it, it felt like a traditional fucking major and not the dumpster fire that was Arlington. Oh. All links to the brackets and the VODs for the streams are included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Make sure you check all of those out including Unlocked Episode 2 for Collect. They're all included in the Google Doc of the show. It's of the show. Will is escaping the camera. Um, Will, is there anything you wanted to add before we close out the topic of the show? No. I think we touched on everything. I don't know what else I could add to that. Good to go. Awesome. Congratulations, Optic, once again. Um... I know my opinion doesn't matter, but I like, I'm so happy that like my expectations for how I think you guys should always play have been met again. And again, didn't even think you guys need to win the event, but the, the fact you won the way that you went about doing it, the teams that you had to fight along the way to get there and coming back from that sweep in the grand finals to then win in that, in that game seven fashion, easily the best tournament we've ever had. So congratulations to you guys. You guys earned the shit out of it. Um, all I hope and all I expect, again, my expectations is that phase SSG Sentinels quadrant, these teams that are fighting for these top spots bring everything that they have to worlds. And again, I expect them to just like I expect optic to do the exact same. And I cannot wait to see how the fuck that bracket shapes out. Cannot wait. Cannot fucking wait. Holy shit. That's it for the topic. Let's get into some regular news. Husky raid for Halo Infinite by 343. First introduced to Halo matchmaking in Halo 4, Husky raid quickly became a fan favorite. The concept was simple. There's a narrow corridor, everyone has random weapons and limited cover, and you got to get to the enemy's flag. The chaotic and fervent push to get to the opposite side to merely pull the flag proved to be half the battle, followed by the fight back down the corridor of doom and the push to bring the flag home to score. In short, it's CTF with the intensity and chaos turned up to 11, weapons are random, attrition is high, and the battles for the flags is fierce. Husky Raid returned in Halo 5 with a plethora of incredible community-made maps with a slew of wreck weapon variants to make the corridors go boom which solidified its place as one of the all-time great Halo modes, something that, much like Infection in Halo 2, was born from the sheer creative might of the community. And now, Husky Raid has made its way to Halo Infinite. And uh, I don't like it, but that's just me. <laughs> I respect people who enjoy that mode. It is not me, not for me. I don't like the randomness of it. Uh, what I think is fucking bonkers is that 
you can grapple with the flag. Like that's fucking insane. You can also thrust with the flag, which has been fun. It's, oh, it's fucking insane. It's insane. So while Husky rates, not for me, I hope the people that enjoy it are having a fun time. And then containment event launched by 343 from August 29th to September 12th. The containment event will be active. The event is free, meaning that anyone can jump into and progress their free 10-tier event pass by completing event challenges, which will unlock customization rewards for your hazmat armor and Spartan ID. Woo! That's it for the regular news. Got on games, watch! LA Thieves, they have a roster now. And uh, Ghosty's not on Optic. So it's Afro, Cammy, Ghosty, and Joe Deceives for your LA Thieves. Deceives for the Thieves. And then the Minnesota Rocker have a new roster. They brought back Looney as coach. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Accuracy, Lens, Awakening, and Vivid. And my one question. My one question. Will accuracy be benched midway through the season? Let's find out. That's all, that's it for uh, COD and other games. Watch, Will. Do you want do you want to say anything about the rocker? Do you have any thoughts about the fucking rocker? Uh, we'll probably just be mid again, and who gives a shit right now? Because oh, uh, I, I I'm sad that we haven't been able to compete. And there's always hope for us, but it's just another Minnesota sports team. So what, what am I supposed to feel like? What the fuck? What the fuck indeed? Tired of it. Just win some shit, please. <laughs> what the fuck indeed? That's where I'm at. <laughs> it's time for Will's Adventures with the Overs and other games too. Will, what'd you play last week? Uh, I played some Halo Infinite because getting challenges done and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I should yeah. add that. <laughs> and then... um been playing some slay the spire little uh basically card dungeons and dragons game where you uh, crawl your way through and try to get to the final boss and i've uh if you if you lose if your character dies you lose everything and you start over so i've gotten through act two and that just happened last night which was the farthest i've ever gotten nice and i can start act three today but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it very far. Well, you got to try. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> and that's that's all I've played. All right. Let's uh, see what happens. Justin, in terms of Minnesota sports teams, says mid-Minnesota sports teams. Yeah. Because they're mid. That's fair. Yeah. Good one, Justin, you fuck. Dual says, dude, I love Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is a good game. Yeah. It's a classic. Tool says, if you ever want to chill, inspire DM, uh, DM me, Will. All right. DM Sounds good, man. Will do. Um, I also played Spale Infinite to get challenges done to do the event pass. So there was that. We played Husky Raid together, Will. That's what, that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, easy way to get your three snipes, right? Yeah. Yep. Sure. I fucking hate that game. Sure. Um, I started playing Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. It's really good so far. Yep. I started playing it. And then um, 
I played Starfield. A lot of Starfield. So much Starfield that I rolled credits on Starfield yesterday. And I started my new game plus run of Starfield. I like Starfield a lot. <laughs> it's a good video game. So there's that. Um, yeah, play Sea of Stars. It's on Game Pass. This isn't an ad. Like, I backed to this game I Kickstarter years ago. Like, this is not an ad. But uh, genuinely, it's on Game Pass. So if you have that, you can play it. If you have PlayStation Plus, if you're a PlayStation guy um, or gal, whatever, go play it there. It's there. It's on PlayStation Plus as well. First time ever, as a matter of fact. First game ever to launch simultaneously on PlayStation Plus and Game Pass. So, it's kind of neat. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm done playing your guys' dumbass game of the Sea of Stars shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Will. Let's get some shout outs. Happy belated, happy belated birthday to Tapping Buttons. Um, shout out to everyone who joined in for the late night watch party streams over the weekend. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, yes. It's the first time we've ever done something like that where we went live after the tournament day had concluded and we watched some VODs and we just sat and hung out with chat till late into the early hours. So that was fun. Very tiring, but fun. <laughs> um, do more watch party, please. I mean, shit, fuck it. Sure. Why not? Worlds is going to be difficult because we're both going to be there. So <laughs> I don't think Worlds is going to happen, yeah, but that'd be tough, you know? Oh man. I mean you could you could do a watch party from a laptop, right? Oh yeah, we could, yeah. It might be awkward, but in the hotel with the amazing hotel Wi-Fi. Absolutely great idea yeah. tools. So shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Give me a hot second here. I am Dado Bleed Blue. I got it right this time. Fuck yeah. So Woger. Koganley, I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of these. Berserker, TJE Sticks, Omertau, Torres, Awana Pops, Matt Gruber, Crunk Krogunk, Yo Maleg, Dwarf, Skullcrusher, Diabolic, 40 Ounce of Freedom, Smroodragoo, Smroodragoo, <laughs> Cat, and uh, Zipsu. Thank you guys for the follows. Greatly appreciated. I, I think it's Yomig. It's two eyes. There's no L in there. Yomig. I, I don't doubt you. I don't, I don't doubt you. Do I just, did I just show up to you both being at worlds? You did thug. You did. Did, did you just show up to us? No, knowing that you will also be at worlds. Cause you qualified. Look at you. Look at you. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. It's going to be fucking awesome. Can't wait. Um, Fox with the bit. Daddy with the bit. Thanks for the bits. And then we have Beth with the 40-month resub. Um, Martin Ohms with the 10-month resub. My two lemons with the with the new sub. And then Tone Tails the champion. Again, I'm gonna I mispronounce. I'm guaranteed to mispronounce that. With the primer, you guys all get a woo! Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Oh man. And then 
Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. Will's going to shout out the patron shortly. But we have Rasta Monkey Jr., uh, Ricky Snagoo, Raider Hater, Peanut Mutt, One Swole, Danny, Danny Phantom, Riznak, Zarners, Obby Joy, Mr. Smiley, High Tech Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neeb, Heavy Rainfall, Elated Dartboard, and Carnage. Thank you guys very much for the additional support over on the Patreon. You guys are great. Hope you guys enjoy the content. That's it for the shout-outs. Let's go to the community creations. Hello memes every day. Red.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes. Will said it's still a thing, so we're going to say it's still a thing. Go check that out. We have Halo Hot Ones, Hot Wings, and even Hotter HCS Predictions by All and Juan. Go check that video out. It's a fucking banger. It's a banger. May I say it's it's hot. Get it? All right. How Sentinels Stop the Phase 3, Pete. Pro Halo Breakdown by Paradise Halo, a name we have not been able to say in quite some time. They're back with another video. And then we have Forge Features for September 1st, 2023 by 343. Go check that out, too. That's it for the community creations. That's all I got, Will. Therefore, if you wouldn't mind doing me a fucking solid and plug this fucker that we call a show. All right. If you want more Pro Talk content, head over to Patreon. We got one of those things. We do. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of different tiers. We do an extra audio show, video show, and a Q&A every month all there for your viewing or listening pleasure if you choose to sub and as always you can find us on your favorite podcast services just search for hds pro talk we're on sites such as itunes podbean spotify and others like josh's favorite pocket casts it's still not an ad it'd be cool if it was someday but right now it's not other places you can find us well you can join the discord you can have conversations with us when we're not live which is kind of awesome or not on twitter which we may or may not see because it's Twitter. You never know. Actually, I'm pretty sure we read everything on Twitter. Ignore that. Speaking of Twitter, we're on fucking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. We're, we're everywhere. Just search for HES Pro Talk. And if you want to watch live Mondays, 7 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash HES Pro Talk. And then don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for Halo. Where they have great shows such as Mission... Uh, I, did, I skipped the first fucking one, such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Build with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Year Guide. I want to add something real quick. Uh, Fox Too Quick, Steve says, new book club inbound, soon not evolve for Outcasts as well, hopefully recording this week. So there you go. Oh, very nice. Get excited. Hell yeah. And that's all I got, Josh. All right. I don't know what's going to be on next week's episode of the show. But I will say this real quick. Again, if you wanted to get any of our Fort Worth merch from our Fort Worth merch drop, it'll be available until tomorrow, which is Tuesday at noon central. So get the order in if you're wanting to, or if you miss that one, I am super fucking excited for what we have cooking for worlds. So stay tuned for that. Worlds is just over a month away, just over a month away. We will have our Worlds merch available before Worlds, okay? So hopefully you can get your hands on some before the actual event. That is what our plan is. The competition is as close as it's ever been. Actually, more close than it's ever been, in my opinion. Like we said earlier, this is a game of inches, 
These teams are so, so fucking close that literally anything can happen at Worlds. But in the words of our show, we'll just have to wait and see. Guys, that's going to do it for episode 303 of HGS Pro Talk. If you were tuning in live, thank you so much for stopping by. Hope you guys had fun. Thank you for joining the conversation. It's greatly appreciated. If you're watching the YouTube version of the show or checking out the audio version on your favorite podcast service, thank you as well for taking the time out of your busy schedule to see what the fuck this is all about. You know? We'll be back next week to talk about fuck if I know. But yeah, we'll just wait. wait we'll just wait till then. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say. Guys, we'll be back next week. But until then, I'm going to fuck up this outro. Bye-bye! See, I already fucked it up. Where's the ending screen on this bitch? On the main page. I found it. Bye-bye again. Bye-bye! Bye! <laughs>